If you are leading change, building a team, or implementing new procedures, Gonzaga University's online Master's in Organizational Leadership gives you the tools for success. With concentrations in change, global, and servant leadership, you'll get the most relevant training and education to help you tackle any challenge. Visit gonzaga.edu leader and find out how Gonzaga's organizational leadership degree can affect positive change in your life and career. That's gonzaga.edu leader. Hey, this is Harlan from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corbett from the Fisher from Kendall Court. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is from Devil Drive. This is Odorous from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Hey, Greg, how you going, man? Everything's good, man. I'm in London. Uh, just, I just started singing this new Deftone song, which I haven't heard yet. Just trying to uh, and, and, uh, see how that is. Did you, have you heard it? Have you listened to it? Nah, man, it popped up in my news feed this morning and uh, fanged it to work, so I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm hanging to hear it. Is it good? Yeah, I didn't... I have no idea. I'm like 25 seconds in, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check it out when we get off the phone. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, we have the same... Um, we, yeah, You know, he's... Obviously, we're friends, and he hasn't played me a fucking thing, man. Like, it's been, like, super fucking... Um, you know, tight with the with the, the record, so I'm really really curious to hear it because they've been working on it for so long. You know? Cool, is it? That's cool. What's well, cold, eh? Yeah. But, is it? But anyhow, sorry, I'm gonna get off on a tangent here. Oh no, it's all good. I like Deftones, so <laughs> I'm making it here too. Yeah. So uh, of course, uh, you know, you've just released the Black Queen Fever Daydream, man. That's such a killer album, man. It really took me by surprise, like. I wasn't sure what to expect when I was going into it, but uh, uh, it's it's amazing, man. It's, yeah, I really, really dig it. It's something different. You know, it must have been pretty exciting for you guys when you first found, you know, the direction of of the sound. Well, yeah, we were really, like, you kind of, there were so many little pieces that were coming together. You know, it was, there was, you know, originally, like, I had started working on some stuff back in like 2007 almost and then in 2010 Steve and I got together and started combining some stuff that we you know some of that stuff with some stuff that Steve was working on and then a year later you know we met Josh and then you know things took a turn in a way more electronic direction um and and it just kept on we just kept on kind of organically working on it because we all lived in the same I live in the same city, and we were just hanging out and working on things and throwing songs out. We probably threw like four or five full songs out before we really hit our stride. And I mean, full, like mi- mixed, finished, done, like you know, album ready song. Wow. That we just threw in the garbage, and and the first one that we really hit, where we were like, okay, you like this doesn't sound like anybody else. This this sounds like what you know, we were all excited by was um, the song called Maybe We Should on the record. And once we, we were in the car, like kind of listening to the mix of that song, that was, and that song is like a, a modification of like four or five other things that were kind of combined to make that. So when we found, figured out that song, we also kind of figured out how we write too, which is like kind mm. of like an endless process of revisioning until something starts to, to reveal itself, but that was like the template for everything. So once we had that, we were we were in a good place. But that was like fucking before the last Dillinger records came out. Like so, maybe we should was done in like January of 2013. So we've been working on this for a long time now. 
it sounds like you've put a lot of work into it from the get-go. Um, it, it's not like, I guess, like going in with guitars and drums and stuff like that. You're creating a world. So, you know, as you said, you know, you sort out five songs before you, you know, were they similar in style or was it completely different from what you were No, thought? I mean, some of them had like a lot of guitars. Some of them had a ton of guitars out in them, like actual things like riffs and, and like, you know, just like really different. Like we really went, you know, some of it was like kind of my Billy Valentine shoegazy and like we were just like kind of all over the place until we started to like you know find your find our common ground and uh you know once once we did like i said we were just all so excited by it and like that's when we knew we had to keep going and i mean i had no idea it was going to take three more years at that point to yeah i think we all thought that this was going to come out in like early 2014 and then it just kept on going and going and going and going and going and uh I'm glad that it did because some of the songs changed so drastically. Like we would finish a song and then we would remove everything except for the vocals. And then we would write all new music, you know, and then we would be like, shit, now we don't like the vocals. So we then we'd remove the vocals and then write all new vocals. So you'd end up like kind of taking a song and like gutting it so completely and restructuring it so drastically and redressing it so drastically that the end result is nothing like the original thing that you started working on, which is actually a really cool process. It's like so much more of a evolving, you know, organism than like just being like, here's the riff, here's the vocal, like you do in like a rock band context. Mm. This is more of like a, every song is like this endless mutation of itself until you decide to stop, <laughs> which is more or less what happens. You just have to say, okay, we're stopping now. We can't keep going. With that though, say, I mean, cause it's not a, you've said it's not a side project, right? It's like a fully functioning, uh, like. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I spent more time doing this and than I have doing anything else. I mean, I do this all, we hang out all the time. We lived together for two years, you know, just, this is like my life. <laughs> so I'm doing, that's what I do with my <laughs> life every day is work on Black Queen for like the last four years and then build your skate plan. It's like my job that I go to. That's crazy, man. Do you think that, you know, moving forward now that you guys have sort of found your sound that uh, it'll be easier for you to write? Or do you think, you know, you're just going to completely start from scratch and, and try something new? I think we have a lot easier of a time. We will have an easier time because you know what our strengths and weaknesses are. You know, a lot of the early going is like just kind of figuring out what you're good at in in the context of being in a whole new group of people because you know you're when Dillinger I know exactly what I'm good at and what I'm not I know exactly what Ben's good at and what I'm not so we know how to like fill in each other's gaps it, you know we know where the other person's strengths and weaknesses are so you know how to support them and then when you're around when you're in a whole other situation your strengths and weaknesses change because something that may have been a strength before isn't even something that's necessary in this conversation. So if you're really good at screaming at people and you're trying to have a quiet conversation, the ability to scream at people is fucking worthless, you know? So like you have to like <laughs> completely figure out, you know, the and in that process you have to swallow a lot of ego because you might think that you're really good at something and then when, it, when you're surrounded by two other people, you might actually, that might actually be your weakness suddenly. So you have to uh, learn how to kind of converse with each other and rebuild your your role in in the band, and uh, that that takes a really long. That's the longest part, man. It's just fucking learning your role, figuring everyone else's role out, learning how to not insult other people, how to not take offense to things yourself, and then 
you know, that way you can collaborate and create productively without, you know, trying to hold on to uh, ideas or, or roles that are, are, are self-defeating, you know. It took us, like I said, it took us a while. Even after we wrote Maybe We Should, I, I would say that we didn't even get to the point of, like, where we were totally confident and comfortable in our roles until, shit, probably, like, 20, mid-2014. Wow, man. Have you been jamming on the stuff? Like, you got, you know, you, you said you live together. Do you have, like, a little jam room at your house where you just sit all get together and sort of, you know, are you preparing to translate it live? Yeah, we played live last Friday. Um, oh, okay. In, uh, in L.A. and we played tomorrow night. We played tomorrow night in London, which is where I am now. Um, and, yeah, it was great, man. We we had never actually played this stuff live. And we, we had, uh, obviously, we you know, we wrote it all and recorded it all, but that's such a different process. And uh, when it came time to do it live, I, I didn't know really what, whether it was, you know, how difficult it was going to be. And it, it, it turned out to work pretty smoothly, man. <laughs> it was, uh, we got to, we rehearsed for like one, one or two weeks and then played a show and it went over better than I, than, than I could have imagined. So, I, so suddenly it's like, oh, we're not just a record we're banned, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome, man, because I actually didn't realize that you're actually on tour now with it. I, I thought you were on tour with Dillinger. Yeah, oh, sorry, man. Airbnb in London right now, man. That's, uh, that's amazing, like man. Break. Do you think you'll be coming down here? I would love to, man. We have no... Yeah, I, dude, I truly had no idea what to expect by it. Obviously, I, I thought that there was going to be a bunch of Dillinger Skate Plan fans who would be like, fuck this, you know what I mean? I don't... I don't <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit. You know, I want I want Greg to like yell and scream at me and jump off a balcony or something, which is all still fun, you know. Which, is, but but like, uh, I had no idea what the ex, you know what was going to happen, and the the response to this since we started releasing it has just been really overwhelming, like on a daily basis. So like, where it like really makes me feel a lot of pride in knowing that we really stuck by this for years mm. and years and years. Like we were working on this for so long behind the scenes, living together, and, like, we just, I mean, I mean, like, every day working on this since, like, 20, shit, 2012, 2011, and without saying anything in public. So this has been, like, this massive part of of our lives behind the scenes for years without anybody knowing. So for it to come out and, you know, for us to be getting the reception that that we're getting, it just feels like you... It's a different feeling, man, honestly, because you don't get many chances in life to be this precious with something. Mm. You know, we it would be impossible to for me to do this again, I think, on the level of, of just preciousness that we, we, we uh, treated this with, you know, and the amount of time that we took and the amount of, like, not this became, inner, like, in distinguishable from our personal lives. It, it stopped becoming like a record that we were working on. It just started to become like our actual all-day, everyday life when I wasn't on tour. So, you know, for this to come out and people to be into it, I, I want to go wherever people want to see us. Man. People, there's enough people in Australia for us to come down there and play. I would, I would love to. I think it's definitely an album that's going to cross a lot of bridges, man, for a lot of people. Um, because it's not, you know, because you got your Dillinger fans. And then I think there's going to be some people that that you know, lean towards more mainstreamy sort of stuff that'll be right. taken in by it as well. 
So it's 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 quite clever. As I said, like I didn't know what to expect. You know, I love stuff like Nine Inch Nails and you know bands like that. But uh, you know, going into it, it was it was slightly different than what I, I thought it would be, and that's what I liked so much about it was that it it's hard yeah, it's to more, be surprised these days. It's the cool thing for me has been the amount of people that are that are kind of finding out about it that aren't Cylinder Space Man fans. Like mm. that's. Obviously, you know, going into it, what I thought was going to be the biggest challenge was how do we, how do we get this out of like the, the I don't want to be in an echo chamber, you know, I don't want to just be like a Dillinger Seaplane side project. So I was aware that because of the size and the amount of time that Dillinger Seaplane has been around, that it would be a little tough to like get out of the shadow of it. But it really hasn't been that tough, man. It's crazy how many people have like, you know, uh, kind of hit us up or been in contact that just have nothing to do with that world you know, mm. whatsoever. It, 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 so that just makes me feel good about my, it's, it's feel good about my artistic uh, intuition to, to know that we, you know, did something that we believed in and it's resonating with people outside of just our existing fan bases. That's awesome, man. Because not many bands get that chance. Or well, they do try and it's not, it doesn't turn out, <laughs> you know, as... as yeah, uh, I'm really lucky, man. I'm really lucky. <laughs> Yeah, you've definitely kicked a goal, man. That's, that's very so grateful. good. Yeah, man. And I'm I'm looking forward to more. I've been cruising around, man. Like when I got it, I chucked it in the car and went for a drive at night, man, and just tried to absorb it and uh it worked. It's awesome. So keep doing that's it, man. Cool, man. I have to hear like the ideal place to listen. It's just driving through the town driving around at night time, you know. That's just one of my favorite times to listen to music is just driving around at night. No one around, man. No one around on the streets. No one. You just can just absorb it, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, your brain can kind of just start to wander. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's all my favorite things, dude. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us uh, again, man. It, it was great catching up. And uh, we're going to go to the track "Distance," and uh, that's my favorite track off the album. Love it. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business. And uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to the guys at Blacklight Art and Design, who in my opinion are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So, uh, you know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. 
Download your EVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with EVIC and Harris Teeter Fuel Points. 